app. While your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Welcome to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus. Chris will be back tomorrow. Uh, we've got a great show ahead for you tonight. Um, we're featuring two school committee candidates, one in Fairhaven, one in Dartmouth uh, in the 8 o'clock hour. But we're first joined by Brian Moreau, uh, a, school, uh, a current school committee member and a candidate for re-election. Hey, Brian, how are you? Good. How are you doing? Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, thanks for coming on. So, um, you know, just for people who may not uh, know who you are, just, you know, if you want to introduce yourself and... Uh, tell us why you're uh, running for re-election on the Fairhaven School Committee. Sure. Um, yeah, so Fairhaven's been my home for the past 24 years. I met the love of my life, Carrie, in uh, college, and uh, she's a lifelong Fairhaven resident. Um, and so, yeah, I moved here in 1999. We've we've had three children here, uh, raised them all. They've gone through our schools. I've got one who's a sophomore at Clemson University now, and, uh, cool. doing Army ROTC, and then... Um, my second child, Aiden, will be is a senior. He's graduating this year. He's going on to the Naval Academy. And then um, I have a freshman in high school, Elaine. So, um, yeah, three kids. They've all got great educations here. And, um, you know, I've, I'm glad that, you know, I've been able to be a part of that since uh, almost since the beginning, since my oldest was in second grade. Okay. Um, yeah, so um, it's been great to be involved. I mean, I've seen the district kind of take a... Um, you know, a, a big transition towards the better, um, you know, going back, see, before I moved here, but back in like the late 90s, early 2000s, the high school was in danger of not getting accredited. Yeah. And now because of the work that's been done over the past, you know, 10 to 20 years, um, we're probably, we're looking to be the first district in Massachusetts to get a district level accreditation, not just the high school, but the entire district from the New England Association of Schools and Colleges. So. It's a, it's a big deal. So, I mean, you know, that's why I'm running um, because, you know, we just, as, as you know, you're aware, we, um, uh, Tara Kohler was hired as a superintendent. Yeah. Um, she's been on for about two years now. And, um, you know, uh, Mrs. Keechler, Pam Keechler decided not to run this time. She's been serving for 15 years. And, you know, that amount of turnover on the board of directors is, is a lot, especially when you have a new superintendent. And, um, sure. and so, you know, I want to continue to serve and, and help her, you know, kind of still continue, you know, to get accustomed to the role and, um, and just continue to help the district. So that's why I'm running again. So, um, Brian, uh, how long, so how long have you been on the school? When did you get elected? Uh, 2011. 2011. So, yep. Wow. So this, so this, uh, this April's 12 years. Wow. So we're speaking with Brian Monroe. He's, uh, a member of the school committee. You, you, you've often served as chair of the school committee. Uh, but my understanding is, is, uh, Pam, the, the chair right now? Yeah. So I was the chair from 2018 to 2022. Um, okay. Pam was the chair prior to me. 
And then uh, Pam knew she wasn't going to run again, and and she really wanted to go out as the chair. And you know, we talked about it. And of course, I mean, she deserves that. Um, and uh, you know, it's a vote of the school committee, of course. But mm-hmm. I mean, everyone on the board, you know, respects her immensely. And um, you know, so it was an easy decision to make. So um, we were talking a little bit about this off air, but the proposition two and a half override uh, that's being proposed in uh, in in Fairhaven. So. My understanding from it mostly was for uh, the firefighters. In fact, I have a story on WBSM.com people can check out that just came out um, about an hour ago on the firefighters front. But um, apparently there's a proposition two and a half is also needed for um, the the, uh, school district. Yeah. So we've been told by the town during, you know, budget negotiations that um, without the override, there would be uh, a potential cut. The exact amounts of that um, really haven't been determined yet. I know that they're still voting on budgets now. Um, And we typically, as a district, I mean, we don't certify our budget figure for town meeting until sometimes even the morning of town meeting. Um, But we're definitely looking at, you know, some sort of a cut um, in the, you know, low six-figure range. You know, I don't don't know exactly what it's going to be at this point. Um, But yeah, I know, you know, we've already started to discuss in our meetings what that would mean for us. Um, we just had some preliminary discussions in our last meeting. We're having our budget hearing at our next meeting, and we're going to start to talk more in detail about, you know, what, you know, what that kind of a cut is going to mean for programming. So, um, you know, we're, we're, if, if it doesn't pass, we're definitely going to take a little bit of a hit. Okay. So we're speaking with Brian Monroe, a longtime school committee member. Uh, he's running for re-election uh, this Tuesday. Um, so uh, Monday, 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 sorry, Dartmouth Tuesday. Good thing I know I, w- I would have missed it. <laughs> so, Brian, um, I mean, all the other candidates are up on Tuesday, but yeah, I'm up on Monday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Brian, um, what other issues do you think are important uh, uh, right now in the in the school district? I mean, you're there, you're, you're doing the work. So, yeah, um, well, I mean, you know, budget's obviously always one of the biggest issues that we have. Um, but, you know, I mean, as was brought up last night, um, I'm the one who actually asked for a staffing report to, you know, to see what was going on in the district. You know, I hear from parents, I've got kids in the high school, I've got, you know, kids um, just recently in the middle school. So I'm kind of, you know, have a, a, a good um, beat on what's going on in the district. So I asked Mrs. Kohler to put together the report. And um, it just happened to be one of those meetings where, you know, the Standard Times jumped on it and wrote an article about it. And, mm-hmm. um, but I, actually, I think that's a good thing because you know, we were open and honest about some of the issues that we currently face. And, and it is something that's faced across the nation, across Massachusetts, and across the South Coast. Um, you know, it makes a good campaign, you know, soundbite to say, oh, this is a Fairhaven-specific issue, or, you know, people are leaving us at a higher rate, but that's just not true. Um, I mean, when, when you look at other towns and what's going on, if you go on, there's a website called schoolspring.com, mm-hmm. which is uh, kind of like the Indeed for schools. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, New Bedford has over 100 positions posted. Wareham has 18. Mm-hmm. Westport has 14. We have 16 right now. Swansea has 14. Seekonk has 19. Okay. I mean, so yes, I mean, it's definitely a, a concern, um, but is it is it just a Fairhaven issue? No. And are we actively working to, I know Mrs. Kohler, you know, um, is wor- actively working every single day to uh, to fill, 
any open positions that we have. So, and there's people that are in the hiring pipeline as we speak. Is so. there anything specific that you guys think you could do to encourage more educators to want to come or, or uh, staff, uh, just general staff to, to come to uh, Fairhaven School District? Well, I know, for example, um, you know, there, the, her, uh, Mrs. Kohler and Mr. Bellastracci, the assistant superintendent, have gone to uh, fairs at like UMass Dartmouth. They're, they're talking specifically to like chemistry majors, physics majors, you know, people that are difficult to find in regular times, never mind in a post-COVID world where people reevaluating, you know, what they want to do for a living. So, um, and that's, that's kind of what we're facing right now. We just went through you know, two brutal, two or th- two to three brutal years of, you know, COVID-19 and the pandemic. And now in this post-COVID world, I mean, all anyone has to do is turn on the news, turn on the news and, you know, you see how people just aren't returning to work. And that's not necessarily the case in, in the school district, but it's definitely, I think what's going on is a symptom of just pandemic fatigue. Sure. You know, so. So, um, one, you know, there's, um, there's a lot of, I think, Social issues that have been happening uh, in this in the uh, in the in this in the public schools in New Bedford, uh, we saw an LGBTQ protest uh, over a city councilor. We're seeing a discussion on books um, on banning books in Rochester. Uh, what's your position um, on uh, you know whether or not uh, certain reading material should be screened in uh, public library or in school libraries? Yeah, I mean, we've had this issue come up before. A few years back, um, a parent was concerned about a particular book, and it was called um, The Absolutely True Diary of a Part-Time Indian. And it was at the middle school. Um, I believe the book's an autobiography. I actually bought it and read it. It was a great book. Um, mm-hmm. I couldn't put it down. I read it in about a week. Um, but, you know, it had a, it had a paragraph about... Uh, Masturbation. So I'll throw okay. that throw that word out there. Sure. Um, you know, which is you know, for an eighth grader, it, you know, I'm sure they all know what it is. Um, you know, and I'm sure you know it's controversial. I don't think so. Not for not for eighth grade reading. Um, but you know, I, I don't believe in banning books. Um, I think that's a slippery slope. Um, when you start to ban books, um, you know what what's what's offensive or appropriate for one parent is not the same as for another. What I think is great about what the middle school did do to address the concern for the one book um, was that they, uh, they, they created a, a list of books that you could choose from, you know, 24 books where a parent would now have, the, each book was assigned a rating, mm-hmm. you know, as whether or not it was, you know, contained in, you know, um, potentially offensive material or adult material, more adult material. Um, so people could make a choice as to what they wanted to read. And I think that's what's really important is, is parental choice. Um, so I think, you know, parents should be informed about what, you know, what's being presented to their child. But at the end of the day, um, I, you know, I, I just don't think, you know, especially at the middle school level on up that we should be, you know, just indiscriminately banning books. Um, it just it just doesn't go anywhere good to me. I agree, actually. So we're speaking with Brian Monroe. Uh, he's on the Fairhaven School Committee. He's running for reelection on Monday. Uh, so I. Uh, Fortunately, have to bring this up. There was a school shooting, uh, another school shooting that happened um, recently in Tennessee. Uh, you know, we know about Uvalde. Uh, the police officers in this situation in the Tennessee school shooting played an active role to stop that. Um, what is uh, the Fairhaven School Department's relationship with the school resource officers and what kind of role um, do they play currently in the Fairhaven School Department or uh, and what kind of role would you like them to play? Oh, I think we have an amazing relationship with the with the Fairhaven Police Department and, and specifically with our school resource officers. Um, 
you know, uh, going back a few years, we only had one SRO in the district. And, um, you know, I actually will say that I personally uh, pushed for us to get more. Um, and we were able to get a second one. Um, they're primarily located at the middle and high school levels um, just because the kids are older and there's, you know, bigger issues at those levels. Um, but, you know, if it were up to me, we'd have an SRO at all four buildings. Um, I think it's invaluable to have that relationship that they get to build with the kids. Um, you know, and, and I think they do it right. Um, it's not, they're not there as just, to, you know, to be, uh, you know, intimidating or anything like that. They actually build relationships with these kids. So, they, you know, when they see them in the community, they know each other. Um, they can relate to them and, you know, and they, and they're, they, they become educators in a sense, um, you know, and I think it does provide a comfort that there is someone there that's, that's trained, you know, and that's armed, you know, and, um, and is, but is trained to use, you know, trained to in, you know, in, in what needs to be done in case there is a situation that occurs, um, you know, and, and the other thing too, is you know, we do regular training for situations like that with the staff okay. and the police are actively involved in that. So including our SROs. So, you know, it's part of the professional development where, you know, they'll come in and they'll, they'll do regular exercises with the staff in every single building. So one of the, uh, one of the things that's a, a, a personal issue of mine, um, just growing up in the, uh, I, uh, grew up in the district. Um, I actually went to private school for, uh, after fifth grade, but my brother went through the favorite school district his entire, uh, his entire life. Um, he was, uh, he needed an IEP, uh, for, he had special, needed special education services. Um, and I understand those relationships, uh, those types of negotiations can be adversarial given the, the budgetary constraints, but, um, you know, at what level do you guys prioritize, um, and budget for special education services on the Fairhaven, uh, school to, uh, uh, Fairhaven school board? Oh, it's, it's very important to me. Um, you know, my own, at, at times, um, one of my children required an IEP, you know, at a young age. So I know exactly what goes on with that kind of negotiation. I have family members, you know, who have children, you know, who have IEPs. And, you know, when we talk about these things and, you know, I know, I know that it's not always easy. Um, but for me as a school board, as a school committee member, it's, it's of the utmost importance. Um, you know, as far as, you know, special education, what we have to provide by law, you know, both state and federal, but it's beyond that. I mean, I think it's, it needs to be a priority. We need to provide the least restrictive environment to all students, um, no matter how they learn. And, um, and I think we, you know, we're certainly not perfect. I'm sure you're, you can find examples anywhere where we, we've probably failed. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I do believe from Mrs. Kohler on down that people are, have, the, have, the, have good hearts and are trying the best they possibly can given the constraints that we do have, um, but they are trying the best they can to provide, you know, the, the best, least, least restrictive possible environment for all kids. So, and one other thing too, um, sure. beyond just regular, you know, classroom stuff, I mean, one of the things we prioritize is unified sports. Um, we're actually a, a Special Olympics champion school at the high school. Okay. Um, so wow. we have a, a unified basketball team where um, we have kids that are, you know, have various um, special needs that are grouped with um, other ath student athletes and they, they, they have, a, I went to one of the basketball games. It's one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Just very That's inspiring, cool. really cool. They have a track team um, and they, you know, and it's also at the middle school level too. So it's been, it's been really great. So we're speaking with Brian Moreau. He is a uh, candidate for Faven School Committee. He's actually been on the school committee for um, a little over a decade now. He's running for re-election on Monday. So, um, wow, I completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to forgive me. Oh, yeah. So uh, in... Um, 
in Dartmouth, I was driving through Dartmouth the other day. Uh, I try to drive through Dartmouth as little as possible, but I was driving through Dartmouth the other day and I saw we, um, we support Dartmouth teachers. It seems like there's, there's some issues going on there. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, with the teachers' unions negotiating contracts, uh, obviously, you know, I, my co-host brought this up yesterday. The school, school committees are in a in a in a sort of a uh, stronger position than other um, elected boards because teachers aren't allowed to strike. But we have seen teacher strikes happen um, pretty recently. Uh, I think in Weymouth, and now they're talking about in other districts. How's the school committee's relationship with the teachers' union, and um, has it ever been difficult to strike a good collective bargaining agreement? Um, you know, I, we've never really gone too, too long without a contract in Fairhaven. I mean, we had situations, especially during COVID, where, you know, we were negotiating, you know, MOAs to get us through a year until we could, you know, ratify a contract. But overall, I mean, I, I feel like the, the relationship we've had with the union leadership has been very positive, especially as of late. I mean, there's been times where it's been rocky and that's that's everywhere. Um, but, you know, I think right now we have a very good working relationship where, you know, we, we really do try to, to give and take, um, you know, what we can. And, you know, we just ratified a new contract last year. I think it was a. You know, for as far as negotiations go, it was, you know, it was it was pretty good. I mean, it, it went pretty it went as as fast as it could go. Um, but I think everyone, you know, left feeling like they, you know, they were able to get something. So. So we're speaking with Brian Monroe. He's a candidate uh, for um, school committee. He's been on the school committee for a while. Um, do you expect to get your chairmanship back when uh, the next uh, after the election, if you're reelected? Um, you know, it's up to the other members of the committee. Um, but uh, if they would have me, I'd be glad to have it. I'd be glad to do it. Um, it's an honor to be the chair. Um, and I, I enjoy it. You know, you, you do get more, a little bit more involved in things. Um, you know, you more daily conversations with the superintendent um, and relaying different things to the rest of the committee. So, I mean, we're all still equals at the end of the day, but, you know, the, the chair is, is um, you know, it's a, it's, it is a special role, you know, and it's, when I was in there, it was an honor to be there. So if they'll have me and they want that, then, then I'd be more than happy to take the, take the role again. So um, we, uh, you were talking about Superintendent Kohler. She she took over for two years. Uh, she's been there for two years uh, after um, Dr. Baldwin had been there for, I don't know how long. 15 years. 15, 16. 16, 16 years. years for, yeah. So quite a while. Then he went to the MIAA. So um, how do you rate her performance so far? Oh, she's doing great. I mean, she's been able to hit the ground running. Uh, she was the assistant superintendent prior, mm -hmm. um, working under Dr. Baldwin's tutelage. And then prior to that, she was the high school principal, you know, here for a number of years. Okay. Um, just a, a very loved person as, at the high school level. Um, and then, you know, got to go up into the, the higher administrative level. Um, and, you know, I just, I couldn't be happy with her. Um, you know, she's, uh, I think she's, she's a resident of the town. So she, you know, she's heavily invested in in this town and making sure our schools, you know, do well. Um, and you know, she's had to, she's come in at, at, at a horrendous time yeah, <laughs> to start right, a job. Yeah, I mean, you know, she she was one of the primary primary people navigating us through the COVID nineteen pandemic. And mm -hmm. so, for her to still even want to be a superintendent after going through that, um, you know, I give her a lot of credit. So. No, I'm very happy with her performance, and, and we just locked her up for another six years. So, you know, I think she's proved herself um, that she can handle the role, and, and we're looking forward to see what, you know, what she can continue to do. So um, I was at the Thanksgiving game 
this year. Uh, I I went to Stang, but I'm going to start going to the Fairway and Dartmouth games now um, uh, just because I, I, I think they're a little bit more competitive. Um, and I just feel like you should campaign on the fact that Fairhaven beat Dartmouth two years in a row. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, we, we, our, our football program has definitely had a resurgence as of late. <laughs> but yeah, I was very proud of that. <laughs> so, um, uh, Brian, is there anything else that we didn't cover? Uh, anything else you'd like to mention? Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, the thing is, look, Fairhaven's a great town. Um, and every year, I think, you know, the town does its best to give us, you know, a solid budget. Um, you know, we're not, we're not old Rochester. We're not Marion, Mattapoisett, and Rochester. They have a far, a far higher taxes and, and a lot more money than we do. Mm-hmm. Dartmouth has more money than, than we do. Um, you know, when you look at how school budgets are calculated, you know, fair, there's a minimum amount that towns are supposed yeah. to get, have to give schools by law. Yeah. Fairhaven's about 5% over that minimum. Dartmouth's at 13%. ORR is at 46% over the minimum. Wow. So, you know, um, you know, we don't have, we don't necessarily offer this, all of the programs that those districts have to offer. We have to make tough decisions. Um, but what I, what I will say this is that just look, given where our kids are headed out of this district, we, we offer a solid educational program given the money we do have. And we, we're able to do a lot with, with, with what we're given. And, um, you know, I've got a kid going to the Naval Academy. It's got an 8% acceptance rate. Last year, we got a kid go to MIT. Um, we've got kids going to Worcester Polytech, Rensselaer, Rochester Institute of Technology. I mean, great top schools. Our graduation rate's very high in the 90 percentile, you know, up in the upper 90s. So, you know, um, I just think that um, we've, I think we've, we've done a good job. I mean, given what we have, and I'd like to be able to continue just doing that. You know, I enjoy this. I enjoy serving my town. I enjoy serving the kids. Um, I, 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 I am an assistant announcer at all the home football games um, cool. with, with my buddy, Anthony Ramu. And, um, you know, I love to give back and I just want to keep doing that. So great. Brian Monroe, uh, longtime school committee member, candidate for school committee. The election is Monday. Brian, thanks so much for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Um. Welcome back to South Coast tonight. I'm Marcus. Chris will be back tomorrow, but we're keeping it Fairhaven here. Um, we're joined by Janine Lope. She's the president of the Rotor, uh, Fairhaven Rotary Club. Hey, Janine, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Good. So, um, before we get started, just uh, tell us a little bit. Tell us a little bit about the Rotary Club. Okay, the Fairhaven Rotary Club is a civic organization. Our motto is service before self, and we participate in community events and we help the community in whichever way we're needed. We also do fundraising to help us help you out in the community, but we are, we are a worldwide organization. So um, you're here because we were talking about a, uh, uh, and we were t- uh, talking about this off there. You, you, you're co-sponsoring a food drive uh, this Saturday. Can you tell us more about it? Sure. Um, we, partnered up with the Belonging Committee of Fairhaven to do a a food drive and we are all of our collection will go between um, the MO Life Food Pantry okay. and the Shepherd's Pantry that we have in a cushion and we are also going to make a small donation to the um, Congregational Church that's next door to Town Hall here in Fairhaven um, they do have an outside food pantry where people can just walk up and, and grab what they need or, you know, you can drop something off. But they, 
they do service an inside food pantry. I think I, I'm not sure of the days that they hold theirs, but um, we figured we'd start this food drive because everybody around the holidays, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas, and you know, they're they're all okay. Let's feed the hungry. Turkey dinners, all that. Ab- right? Absolutely, but nobody thinks about this time of year where. The, the pantries are basically empty and they're, you know, they're scrounging for food. Yeah. And people don't realize, you know, there's, there's school vacations coming up where children need to eat because they're not going to be provided in inside, you know, school hours. Yeah. There are a few um, schools in New Bedford. I believe they're charter schools, though it doesn't go through the, the public schools that actually provide these children with, with dinners at night. Yeah. So, you know, we, we just want to make sure everybody is fed and everybody is comfortable. You know, nobody should be without food, no matter how old you are. You could be 85 or two. You don't, you don't belong having an empty belly. So, um, is there any specific food items you guys are asking for? Uh, non-perishables. You know, anything. You know, a lot of people, one thing, it, it, it's funny because we did talk about this. You know, a lot of people will donate you know, hamburger helper or, you know, s- things in, of that nature. But what about the oil to cook it in? You know, yeah. some of these boxes, box foods require oil and nobody ever thinks about dropping off some oil or some ketchup or, you know, you know, just the condiment kind of stuff. But anything non-perishable is, is accepted by us. We will, we will take anything. So um, uh, how do people drop the food off? Well, we have drop-off locations now from now until Friday. We have them at Town Hall in Fairhaven, the Department of Public Works, the Visitor Center, the Fire Department. Oh, yeah. Is that what I dropped off food for? You must have. <laughs> you must have. Where'd you drop it off? The PPW. <laughs> there you go. There I you go. I was told to bring food there, and I did. Yeah. <laughs> I dropped well, it in a box. Well, good thing you listened to what you're told, huh? <laughs> yeah. That makes yep. sense. Okay, cool. We have them at the rec center, the school department building, community nurse, their, their home care centers on um, Center Street and State Road in Dartmouth. We actually have one from at the Haircutters. Scotty Blanchett has been been great. And we have one at MO Life on, you know, here in Fairhaven. Sure. South Coast Pickleball. And we also have one at the YMCA. So wow. anybody can drop one, you know, something off until Friday. We'll pick up those boxes on Friday. And on Saturday, we'll be at Town Hall from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. It's going to rain. They say we have a 90% chance of rain, but we will be inside if it does rain, outside if it doesn't rain. And the show must go on. Of course, yeah. Absolutely. Rain or shine, rain or shine. Absolutely. Um, so you'll be there uh, from 9 to 1. People can drop off those food. You're looking for non-perishables. And right now, if people want to do it ahead of time, there are, seems like drop-offs at virtually every public building in the, in the town. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Or you can look on the, the Rotary Fairhaven Facebook page okay. and you can find, you know, the flyer there of where where things can be dropped off. But I also want to mention that um, we are going to have plenty of resources for everybody there. Okay. No matter, you know, how young or how old you are, we will have resources there for you. Um, We will have, let me see, Martha Reed 
from the um, Council on Aging to sign, you know, help people sign up for SNAP benefits because a lot of people here in Fairhaven don't, you know, or anywhere, you know, if you're coming from the Bedford, she'll help you too. A lot of people don't realize what they qualify for. Right. You know, they think, oh, you know, well, I get a monthly income. I don't, you know, I might make too much. I'm not even going to attempt it. But, you know, it's worth a shot. Are you going to, you know, you're either going to get it or you're going to, you know, they're going to say no. It's as, as simple as that. But it's worth the shot of trying to get it. That way, you know, a lot of seniors in town, they don't believe that they qualify mm-hmm. because they don't have children at home. And everybody looks at the SNAP program like it's a, you know, if you have children, that's the only way you can get it. And that's, that's yeah, untrue. Yeah. So untrue. Yeah. And um, Martha Reed will be there to sign up, you know people for benefits to see if they qualify and things like that. And they'll have um, plenty of resources. We're going to have resource information and contact information for the Family Resource Center from the Fairhaven Public Schools. We're going to have the veterans agent Brad Fish there with some of his resources, So and he'll be able to answer any questions. Okay. We're going to have um, information from PACE, Commonwealth Care Alliance, and brochures from the United Way. So we're going to have plenty of things. The more you talk, the bigger this event gets. Absolutely. It's <laughs> yeah. it's huge. Yeah. It's huge. So I'm hoping, you know, and a lot of people, I don't want people to think that it's just for Haven. You know, anybody can do it because the food pantries that we are providing are food pantries for greater New Bedford, which includes for Haven, a cushion at Dartmouth, it's, you know, a lot of people think if you say greater New Bedford, it's not that. It's, yeah. you know, they have to think greater outside the box, outside of New Bedford. So they're, they're entitled to go to these food pantries too. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. So anybody that's in the area, um, feel free to drop off a food item or food items at any of those drop locations or, or at Fairhaven uh, Town Hall on Saturday from 9 to 1. Seems like there's a, a, a lot for people to access there in terms of resources. And um, is there anything else that we, we didn't mention? We have to mention Blue. The what? canine blue. He is oh. going to make an appearance there on Saturday cool. for us. Very cool. And we're hoping that we can get, you know, some officials there. I believe Representative Strauss is going to make an appearance. Okay, cool. Um, the select, you know, the select board, I believe they will be there. And if anybody wants to help us, you know, during the day, donate your time, your muscles. We'll take anything we can get. Great. Uh, Janine Lopes, uh, uh, the Rotary Club president, we appreciate it. That Saturday, 9 to 1, Fairhaven at, uh, at, um, at Fairhaven Town Hall. Uh, but where can people go uh, to learn more about this? Again, the Facebook page? Yes, they can go to Rotary Fairhaven. If they scroll down the page, they'll see our, ad, you know, our food drive advertisement and all the information will be there for them. Great. Thanks so much, Janine. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Download the WBSM app and listen to us everywhere. To some people, the sound of a baby babbling doesn't mean much. But that's not necessarily true. By six months, they're combining vowels and consonants. By nine months, they're trying out different kinds of sounds. 
And by 12 months, their babbling is beginning to take on some meaning. Especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Early screening and intervention can make a lifetime of difference and unlock a world of possibilities. Take the first step at AutismSpeaks.org. Meals from those years are hard to forget. It was all white bread and whole milk, hamburger casseroles and quiche Lorraines, all with a side of cigarettes. We ate salads as desserts. We knew a party was classy if it had a cheese log. And we never missed an after-dinner smoke. It didn't matter if we were in our dining rooms, a burger joint, or the ritziest of restaurants. There'd be an ashtray on every table. And that very particular flavor in every meal. We smoked for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's amazing that our food could taste like anything else. If that was you, then get your lungs screened now. Surviving lung cancer starts with a scan. Learn more at ScreenYourLungs.org. This PSA was made possible by industry funding and guidance from lung cancer patient groups. Take South Coast Tonight with you wherever you go. Stream Chris and Marcus on the WBSM app or get their podcast on the app at WBSM.com. Now back to South Coast Tonight. Welcome back to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus. 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program this evening. That was school committee uh, member and candidate for re-election, Brian Monroe. Uh, and Janine Lopes, who's the president of the Rotary Club here in Fairhaven. So um, that food drive, you'll definitely want to check that out. That is Saturday, 9 to 1 uh, at Town Hall, and you can drop off at those other various locations. Go to Rotary Club Fairhaven to find out more. Find out more there. So I appreciate them both coming in. So uh, there's the city council meeting uh, and appointments and briefings about... The media, the media, uh, I don't know. My understanding is it was just a brief discussion about how to expand coverage, maybe. Um, we'll find out more. Uh, Tim was there, so he'll he'll probably be able to tell you more. But 508-996-0500. Good evening. Hey, how's it going? Hey, Carlos, were you at the meeting? Yeah, I just left, and it's uh, well, about 40 minutes. I'll never get back in my life, and I regret showing up, believe it or not. And I, I normally like coming, but what a complete waste of time. And this was a special meeting uh, that uh, Miss Carney had to uh, place on the agenda. And it was, I, I really don't know the point of it. I, I, I didn't get anything out of it. I mean, uh, Michael Rock uh, made some good points, uh, and, and uh, one of them was, you know that 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 the city councilors have uh, the opportunity. They they can you know call into the show. They can uh, you know write a, a press release. They can call uh, for a press conference. I mean, different there's different ways and different avenues that the city council can bring a, 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 um, attention to things. And I'm kind of uh, phrasing that my own way, but. You know, I just, at least he didn't sit there and attack the media. That was a good thing. But 
I just don't understand the point of this whole this whole meeting. I really don't. It was like I just felt like I wasted my time here today. <laughs> you know, totally waste of time. Yeah, I wasn't sure what to expect, uh, but it yeah. sounds it sounds like he was just asking about um, how to expand the media coverage. Uh, but it looks like ABC Six was there, WPRI was there as well. That's what I'm hearing. But, but you know. <laughs> You know, what did this whole thing come from? It came from uh, uh, people being critical of him, and he doesn't like it. So he wants more positive coverage in New Bedford. You know, that's what Morad brought up, more positive uh, coverage. And, uh, well, if Linda Morad wants more positive coverage, she should do a better job. She should be anything, better at her job. Right, anything yeah. to bring attention away from themselves. You know, poor me, we're not getting enough coverage. Uh, you know, you're a city councilor. City councilors have been elected many times. You, you know the way things work. If you really want to get your, your voice heard and your point across, there's many ways to do that. You don't need to hold a, 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 a special meeting. And only a, a few people, you know, showed up. Uh, and I just, I chose not to speak because I, I felt it was just a whole waste of time. And sure. that's pretty much what I have on that. I mean, I really have nothing to say about it. I'm trying to be positive here today, you know. <laughs> Well, I, I appreciate you giving me the update, Carlos. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Bye. Um, so, you know, here's the thing. Like, there is, it is a real, uh, there is obviously a, I think, first of all, I think we do a good job of covering uh, stuff, but um, local media in general, you know, outside of WBSM, local media in general has definitely... Um, its influence has definitely been um, winnowed down quite a bit. So I understand the frustration at that point. Uh, but, you know, here's my thing. Um, any city councilor that asks to come on this program is, is I always let any, really any elected official that wants to come on the program, I'm happy to have on. And when they do ask, um, I have them on, you know, uh, it's, this, I've got 15 hours of airtime, so it's plenty of time for, to, to, to come on here or any of the other shows. And, you know, I think, so, I think many of the counselors do take advantage of that opportunity. I'm not saying none of them do. Some of them don't though. Some of them definitely don't. Some of them have more opportunity to come on and, and they don't take it. So, um, you know, like, uh, to the point of the press release too, you know, uh, look, uh, Councilor Burgo put out, it was a letter um, to the mayor, but it was an open letter. So it's essentially, it's a, essentially a press release. And that made news. That was an article. He was on air. That was discussion, right? So um, when you're uh, in a position of power, when you're an elected official, the things that you say and the things that you say publicly um, are inherently news. So press releases are, I think, a good way. Um, if people want to cover the more positive stuff, like, oh, hey, look at look what we did. Cool. Issue a press release. I mean, we have everybody, at the, we have people at the council meeting now covering it, but I think that's, you know, I, I think if there's something else that's not being covered that you don't think isn't covered, you know, and you want to tell us about it, that's fine. I mean, there's, again, there's time reserved for city councilors every week on the show. There's time reserved for the mayor every week on the show. Uh, every week on the on the station, um, and more if they ask for it. So, um, yeah, but I, I, I get it. You know, there's some other outlets that maybe are 
a little bit less active on the municipal politics front than we are, uh, I think. So I understand the point of frustration, um, but I think there's certainly a lot more avenues uh, for the council and really any elected official to take uh, to alert us to something um, and have us uh, cover it. Like I said, I'm pretty open to any elected official that wants to talk about stuff here in the here on this program uh, for sure. So 508-996-0500 is how you can get in the program. Uh, we'll also take your app chat messages on uh, the WBSM app. Um, this is South Coast tonight. Uh, at 8 o'clock, we're going to have Kathleen Amaral from the Dartmouth School Committee. So um, she's she's running for re-election too. Uh, so we'll be covering the school committee races lately. Uh, they're, they're getting pretty... They're getting pretty interesting here. They're, they're the most hotly contested races in, I think, both Fairhaven and Dartmouth. Because in both those towns, too, uh, both Fairhaven and Dartmouth, uh, there isn't even contested select board elections, right? There isn't even a contested select board election. Um, so uh, it's definitely something that um, people are keeping an eye on that you're going to want to keep an eye on as well. So 508-996-0500. I'm going to take a quick break before we finish out the hour strong. Here on South Coast tonight. Welcome back. So um, the city council meeting on appointments and briefings where uh, I guess members of the media went to talk to the city council. That just ended. Uh, You've heard from uh, Carlos Felix who called in. Uh, I'm going to hear from uh, I'm going to hear from Tim. Uh, uh, he's going to give me a buzz uh, off the air. So we're going to just talk about it. Um, but my understanding is, you know, it was a um, relatively... Um, uneventful in you know the way that we expect city council meetings to go uh this didn't go that way so which is a good thing honestly um uh so um but we're going to be joined by kathleen amaral the in the eight o'clock uh at eight o'clock uh to talk about her uh running for re-election on the dartmouth school committee i've uh, been featuring the school committee races uh in dartmouth and fairhaven uh, we'll feature the ones in new bedford when they come up uh this year as well uh, it's really important uh, who your school committee member is. And we feel like, um, you know, a lot of people are paying attention to these races, uh, maybe some for um, better reasons than others. And uh, we're going to talk with Kathleen more. I'm interested to hear what she has to say about her platform and her experience in the school committee. So um, I'm going to catch you guys on the other side of the eight o'clock hour. Enjoy our news break. And during the news break, I'll be uploading the podcast uh, of the first hour with school committee member Brian Monroe, who's running uh, for re-election Fairhaven. So if you want to check that out, you can. Our podcasts are doing really well, but they can always do better. Uh, and you can.